1: money down right now will the twins make it out of round one versus toronto why even ask that question (laughs) (laughs) will they win a
0: game is a more interesting question because when was the last time have they won a game in the playoffs this millennium um they have i think i think the i think the number is at one or two i mean it's low it's very low in you and i knowing each other they have never won a playoff game Uh, they
1: lost this they lost this straight up wild card they lost straight up. Wild. Yeah, there you go. that they wanted so to. They, they won a game in two thousand three. They won a game. In, they won a series in two thousand two. Look at that. Yeah. Okay. So not this millennium, but not since you've known me.
0: So <laughs> that's you should right. Probably say will they win? Let's <laughs> set the over under at zero point five on games that they will win in this series. I think that's a far more interesting bet. It's a three game series, so the odds are pretty low. All right, you got one more sad note here. I'll let you introduce it. Oh man, yeah. I was told last night. Um, Tim Wakefield passed away. That is a it hits really hard to any Red Sox fan. That is an absolute shock. Yeah, also yes, also a very surprise. Also a surprise. He was fifty nine, which is yeah. young. But um, yeah, it's, it's terrible. Too bad. Did you see uh, George Kirby's knuckleball in honor of? Not in honor of. A very I interesting. Think,
1: <laughs> I think that's uh, it's it's fitting. It's good. It's good.
0: I mean, more people should throw knuckleballs in general. It is wild that it is not used more. Is I know it's a hard pitch to do, but you can just but sign up for a extra long career and have a like place as a wild card.
1: So long. Yeah, I, I mean, and I think you know my my relationship with Tim Wakefield is slightly different than yours because mine is like Nesson in the twenty tens, <laughs> right? Where Tim yeah, Wakefield yeah. is Tim Wakefield yeah, he is he all over. It. You know, like I have. I have a little bit of Tim Wakefield baseball in my head. Wasn't a Red Sox fan at the time, obviously. And then live in Massachusetts. And it's like, Tim Wakefield is everywhere. Because he's all over these broadcasts.
0: Yeah, he was one of those guys that ended up being... um, It is very funny that the players on the teams that end up sticking around in the local media. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. AJ Pruszynski. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not in Boston. Yeah, no, no,
1: not... (laughs) Yeah, that would have been funny. Doug McAvich splits time between Boston and Minnesota. I am sure that he hasn't set foot in Boston in years. <laughs> Willingly. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna announce this. We're gonna announce this one here for uh, us. Ah, sure. All right. You you nipped me at the very end here in in tools. You sent me an email uh, Tuesday morning. We were we were tied at 219. Uh, we both fell a little bit. I fell a little bit harder. Down to 238. You're at 232. So we're pretty much in the the absolute. Middle. of the distribution yeah, mm, yeah absolute um, middle, which i think is fine and i think i think maybe next year we shouldn't have such convergent teams <laughs> yeah yeah it is wild that we had this whole season
0: you were up then you went down <laughs> i went up in the middle of the season went down and somehow yeah. we ended up within six spots of each other but we did have very similar teams
1: yeah if we could I don't know. I'm gonna spend some off season thinking about how to strategize. Haven't got an email for signups yet, right? I mean, it is no. the end. Of no, the no. no I usually get those in like uh, January. Yeah, that's right. Okay. All right. Well, looking forward to it. Got to think a little bit more about that. We'll do a postmortem here, I'm sure, in a couple of weeks and try and figure out exactly what went right, what went wrong. Don't forget to scrape the NFBC data before it goes. Yeah, I know. I have to, I have to make sure that that and the, uh, the yeah, they grab everything. Okay, TV roundup. Uh, penultimate. Ooh episodes uh real did not follow the game of thrones like have a good penultimate episode either of these, <laughs> in my opinion ahsoka and uh wheel of time both letdowns i mean i'm quite nervous about the about both of these stick and landing i'm more nervous about ahsoka stick and landing uh, if they yeah if, if there's a
0: world in which um ahsoka sabine ren and ezra are stuck on Dathomir, and Thrawn is not there the show is done no the no sh- the show like actually needs to just be everybody needs to get up hey cancel that please no and it feels like that's what they're moving towards like I can't handle that especially with uh Balin skull actually his, his the actor playing him actually being dead right like we uh... he can't be literally he can't be killed off as well as
1: <sighs> Yeah, I think I think they can't do that, right? It's like, I mean, I I share your concern. Like, it feels like they've set it up so that could happen. That show is unwatchable if that happens. I mean, contrast that with Wheel of Time, which is like a you know know your enemy type situation, right? It's like, it's it's to some extent it's preordained what's going to happen, for the most part, and it's just a question of like how much they can tweak it. So we don't have to worry. We don't have. I don't have that same like existential dread of like. What if they made the exact wrong choice? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like they're going it's, to do in Ahsoka.
0: <laughs> it's very, doubt, it's very doubtful. It's just like, our, what's all the filler stuff that they're going to show us? Are they going to show us the things that we want to see? Yeah. Um, I'm somewhat.
1: I can. I remain somewhat into that show, Wheel of Time. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Course. I mean, I think the the visuals are really nice. You know, you like. I. I'm. We happy said that last
0: year, at the beginning of the at the beginning of last year, we said this is like looks
1: like they didn't hold back on the budget. Yeah, I mean, I think Well, I think we we also thought that maybe they were warming up for uh, Rings of Power. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You oh, of course. Warm, yeah. Warming yeah. up we the need VFX
0: <laughs> machines. <laughs> well, Bezos is like, hey, we need to have this whole studio together for Rings of Power. And they're like, uh, we should probably test it out on
1: something <laughs> first. <laughs> this, is, this is a worthwhile test. Totally worthwhile test, in my opinion. I, su- I suspect we're going to be left... Even I mean I'm I'm prepared to be left wanting at the end of the season. Right. But I think I'm gonna be left even more wanting than I was prepared for, if that makes sense.
0: Yes. No, No, I think what I said the other what I said, everybody needs to get to Falm. We need to have the big the big fight in Falm. And um and it's concerning that they're pivoting towards it like, maybe we're gonna leave this as a as (laughs) a uh, cliffhanger here. You haven't deserved it. I'm sorry. We'll have time. Like, know what you've deserved, which is to just Show us the action and shut up. All right, I propose to you that we would that we would present our thoughts on fantasy MVPs, and I think that that actually would be a great. This is a great kicking off point for like the winter. Yeah, like actually, we we can state today we're bullshitting, right? You didn't put together any advanced models, right? Just using the tools that we have at hand and your gut. And then over the winter, we can try to prove these kind of some of these things, and then <laughs> relearn what a real fantasy mvp is
1: yeah i think to me the first question is what what does it mean (laughs) what does fantasy mvp mean i mean i think i think there's kind of a couple clear options here because one would be one would be like this is the guy that i got in the 14th round who carried my team all the way or the other answer is ronald acuna because he went (laughs) 70 you know i I got him at four (laughs) and and (laughs) he was
0: he was worth negative he was a a negative four pick you know yeah yeah I, i know
1: yeah, I mean, my point is like, yeah, exactly. I mean, well, I think that today, today is not to say
0: conclusively that this this is it. And hey, it could be minimum
1: viable product. Right? <laughs> yeah, we we did just say MVP. I, I mean, okay, so I think I think there's some I think there's some straightforward stuff here, and I'll share my definition first. My definition is that in fantasy, actually, batting is the only thing that matters. So yeah, you, you can't
0: have you. I think that you have. Yes, I agree. You have a Fantasy MVP, yeah. You could have a pitching MVP, but yes. that it's the whole reason why we have a Cy Young, right? Yes. Is it's yeah. like Who you? Yeah. Right. Verlander won an MVP as a pitcher because of his outsized impact with the with the games that he played. Yeah. The, that's completely different.
1: Yeah. And so, so for me, a fantasy MVP has to be a, a fantasy MVP has to be a batter. You can't. I mean. Yep. It, it is true that there are there are important pitching performances, but I feel like especially for head to head, you just have to hang on in pitching, and I feel like this was really on display in our home league, in the playoffs. It was like, batting was the thing that that made it, like that was. Oh you yeah, had, you had to have the firepower, and that's almost that's almost borne out in TGFBI too a little bit less, but it's still still pretty important. So, I'm gonna focus there, and mm-hmm. what I did was i used the same tools that we had for the past couple weeks and the same thing where we looked at how guys performed relative to the median distribution uh of the entire majors um instead of instead of doing this now against the minors this was just looking at the majors i looked at 22 and 23 just to filter any outliers but i'm mostly focused on the 2023 season obviously Gave you this sheet here i've sorted by plate what appearances is a AAA analysis it's in triple this analysis is... it's sheet three okay uh that's one way to do this. Well, it's the same tools. Um <laughs> <laughs> beca- because because it's something that I mean now I'm sorry, you have to be in our you have to be slightly in our extended universe to understand this, but it uh to some extent, I think th- I think this is actually a better way to think about what an MVP did for you and it also let me select the categories that I wanted to for okay. fantasy relevance okay the thing that we keep hammering home we keep going on about is that the larger the number of plate appearances the more valuable that's true to an extent but i think i've actually poked some poked a couple holes in that theory in terms of value here did you realize that marcus simian got 749 plate appearances i had i had seen (laughs) that it was over 700 it's it's astounding We we actually have quite a number i mean seven guys no 11 guys over 700 plate appearances. And but but not all of these guys are created equal. Like Kyle Schwarber 718 plate appearances, but I have him as barely <laughs> above average as a fantasy. Even worse, Nate Lowe or Nathaniel Lowe, excuse me, Nathaniel Lowe, 721 plate appearances. He's really barely above average in fantasy for me. Mm-hmm. Really? And okay. Yeah, I would say I mean cuz he's first of all he's negative on stolen bases is barely positive on hits he was actually negative on home runs against the against distribution i mean nate lowe's a guy nathaniel lowe's a guy who could be interesting next year but this past year was not good okay the bold the guys in bold are my candidates for bona fide fantasy mvp so let me just list a few ronald acuna jr freddie freeman maybe a surprise here bobby witt jr uh mookie betts jose ramirez Kyle Tucker, Ozzy Albie's, Corbin Carroll. None of these are surprising, is the thing, <laughs> except for. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, wait. You just passed over the person that I was gonna say. Who? Corbin Carroll.
1: Well, Corbin Carroll, very MVP this year, <laughs> fantasy wise. Corbin Carroll
0: isn't a... minimum viable player, or or. <laughs> no, or Cor- Corbin. Most valuable player.
1: Corbin Carroll did meaningful, valuable things. Look, he's very positive on stolen basis obviously. Very positive on hits, slightly positive on home runs.
0: Now, I the Corbin Carroll is the person that I wanted to highlight, and the reason is because of where you could
1: get him in the draft. Exactly, exactly. So I'm saying that I'm saying that while you couldn't have drafted all of these guys, obviously, I mean, where was Bobby Witt Jr. drafted? Not not super early. Ooh, let's let's just pull. Let me get I mean, he's he's another very valuable guy. I mean, sure, a bunch of these guys you couldn't possibly get on the same team. But I'm looking at – I also highlight Luis Arise as a, as a valuable – as a real valuable guy because I think that there is value in just the sheer number of hits that he gets. All right. So, Carroll.
0: Yeah. Carroll was pick number 66.
1: Okay. So, you could you could have gotten him in the fifth round.
0: Yeah. Wit. Bobby Witt was number 19.
1: So, I mean – Second round. So, he's your second round pick.
0: Yeah. So, I would – I – that you can get that you could have gotten Corbin, Corbin Carroll in the fifth round, sixth round. I just, I just said sixty-six, right? So yeah.
1: So wait, poke poke your holes in my in my analysis here. This is not your definition of MVP. No, I think that you, I think that wait, Billy Hamilton, how, Billy Hamilton, number one. Yes, yeah, all, of course. All, Never mind.
0: It's all right. It's all right. No. His, his, no, his, no, 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 no. I'm you. I was taking umbrage with you. You went over Corbin Carroll. Um, in the like, yeah, these are also really valuable players. And yeah, but Corbin, no, you know. I, I think that your <sighs> okay. I think that your analysis is correct. Now we have to normalize it. We have to normalize it by the pick. What was a pick number? Sure, but that means that Corbin Carroll is
1: even more. Va- what was Corey Seager drafted?
0: Seager was drafted number forty.
1: So I mean, if I could have if I could have seen through time and drafted Seager, Bobby Wood Jr., Corbin Carroll, and any of these other any of the first rounder guys, that would have been an unbelievable fantasy team this year is what i'm saying
0: yeah absolutely but how many to but given the dispersion that you have on the picks around right i mean i guess part of this i also have a little bit of a if it is one of the first five picks and we have sort of a a weird relationship with that Mm because one of the first five picks it's like i kind of lump them all together as like yeah these are guys that everyone has and then it starts to get into like oh the players, where it's like everyone still has these, but ooh, where were you able to get this player? Like someone yeah. could have gotten Corbin Carroll, sure, sixty six. I mean, someone got him at sixty, and someone got him. Next person got him at seventy two, right? Yeah, which is yeah. crazy. Versus, you know, who who got Acuna outside of number six?
1: No, literally no one, right? Yeah. I mean, I I think in part that's why I put the I put the twenty twenty two stats in here because I wanted to have a sense of. To me, the twenty twenty two return is giving you a sense of when you got them in the draft, giving you a loose sense of when you got them in the draft, because that's telling you kind of how how valuable people might have perceived them last year, right? So, so like Aaron Judge could never be a most valuable player to me because no. where you picked him is Absolutely. massively negative this year.
0: Yep. No, that was yeah. It, he was a valuable player, but he was did not return the value that you needed from him.
1: Yeah. I have hot takes about guys that aren't most valuable players. Like oh, what are you want to judging? Say? Well, I don't think Julio Rodriguez can count as a most valuable player.
0: No, no, because you had to get him in the he he had to be a top ten pick and he did not exa- did he return top ten value? He, not he quite, did return right? top ten
1: value, but was it was he? What it was, was
0: he? Just nail biting at the end. What do you end up being? Oh, player number eight. Eh, player number eight. Yeah, Francisco Lindor is uh is one that was a little bit surprising you know sure. pick number 20 uh pick number 30 to return value at like 10
1: I mean if you if you asked me this question at the end of April I would have said Logan O'Hop right because he was Oh like, Logan O'Hop <laughs> cuz he was he was amazing for us but he only got 194 plate appearances this year Wait
0: so I've highlighted a certain player that I think is another candidate in the like he might not have been drafted in every league I would love to know who you're talking about I've. Do you not see who, who I have highlighted?
1: Cody Bellinger. Yes. Cody Bellinger, absolutely. When was he drafted? I thought he was drafted a little higher than I would have.
0: One hundred and eighty-two. Ooh,
1: that's value. That's huge value.
0: I have him. I had him on. Did you have him on your TGFBI team? Yes. Yeah. Both of us did. Yeah. Both right, of us we, had him because he, we rated him higher than a lot of components. And that's where we need to figure out. How can we get more Cody Bellinger's?
1: So, so what did he do? He, he really upped his hit profile. He was a negative hitter in 2022. Oh, he's terrible pod, last year. A positive hitter in 2023. Um, he, uh, wow. I mean, he really turned his strikeouts around, too. He struck out a lot less. He hit more, leading presumably to more homers, and he stole bases at a similar Only
0: 26 clip. home runs. Um, oh, we didn't have him as a first base. He was in first base el- eligible, I guess. We didn't discuss him, right?
1: Mm, I don't know. We'd have to look at the
0: 95 runs, 26 home runs, 97 RBIs, 20 stolen bases, return
1: of the 2020s, <laughs> uh, and a
0: 307 average. 307.
1: You're so proud of yourself for that, calling The return of the 2020s, but yeah, I
0: <laughs> 307, and he was like one for 30 to start the season. So what? It did he, look. It did look bad.
1: It did look bad at the start, but you—you
0: but you know what was really helpful for him? Playing, yeah, not being jerked around by the goddamn Dodgers.
1: Yeah, five hundred only, still only five hundred fifty-six plate appearances this year. He
0: was hurt. Uh,
1: could have, yeah, could have, could have used could have used. More he was legitimately
0: hurt, not like Dodgers sitting. He was <laughs> legitimately hurt for. Uh, For periods.
1: I mean, there there are a bunch of there are a few guys on this list where I could have used more of them. Like Corey Seager, right? Corey Seager is another like, boy. If you'd gotten a hundred more plate appearances out of him, like, then we actually might have an MVP. Can you can you
0: not can you not talk about Corey Seager when he didn't show up for exactly the time that I needed him in our home league? Yeah. No, 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 I
1: I I understand. I'm just saying that he he would be a, a league MVP discussion as well as. In a fantasy MVP discussion,
0: 100 extra plate appearances. Yeah, I would say so. 130 games for for Bellinger, 319 BABIP, career 285. So, uh. don't, well, don't believe that 307 average.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't don't fall for that.
0: I don't think anybody. He had a 305 average. Was that the MVP season? Must have been. I he's mean, a there's... like he's an instant on the I, IG. Like who's an MVP? Yeah. Cody (laughs) Bellinger. Do you remember he won an MVP? Yeah, (laughs) can use him all over the place.
1: Yeah, I think. um, I mean, it's fun. It is fun to dig a little bit further down down this list for you know guys that are still positive that you that you're able to get much later. I mean, guys that so in the there is a way where you could answer this fantasy MVP discussion about like if I filled out my team with this guy, would I have been happy or would I have been really happy? And the answer is, is yes. And I'm thinking about guys like nico horner like why yes did nico ever horner was nico another horner one i had before but but he's returning great value 688 plate appearances just getting out there doing stuff uh positive impact i mean i poo-pooed marcus Simeon at the outset but those 749 plate appearances, oh counting so- counting stats rack up
0: nico horner adp of 180 Oof. the experts had him at an average of 157 that's funny that interest yeah. nico horner not that sexy right
1: no not at all zero percent yeah
0: sexy. Uh, two cubs in there you know interesting
1: it's man i mean christian walker was a guy that for us was christian a, a walker good was MVP, huge for right? us yeah yeah the guy that well was, i mean a guy that we had we both christian called.
0: christian walker and cody bellinger were
1: on both of our teams and yeah. and i think we were well we were right i mean marching down this list then what do we do with like josh lowe and to some actually a bigger bigger question to me would be matt Olson. these are guys that didn't have great 2022s returned nice value in 2023s matt Olson, Olson was especially.
0: essentially number player number two he had 54 home runs and he got
1: to hit how many of those rbis were okay? oh i know but where is he drafted he couldn't he you must have been able to get him you must have been able to actually pair him with another first round guy 37 yeah, there you go. I mean, that's, yeah, you that's, could have, you
0: could have gone Acuna and Olson double tapped, and you would have had someone in the middle there.
1: That Acuna, <laughs> Olsen, well, would have been Bobby Wood Jr., Acuna, Bobby Wood Jr., Matt Olson, Corbin Carroll, pitcher. You probably I mean, could have gone.
0: Yeah, would have been. No, nah, screw
1: that. Skip it. Skip Fuck the pitcher. It. Yeah, <laughs> just just grab grab these guys.
0: Yeah, I think we I think we were higher than how how high were we on Olsen?
1: Uh, I don't have our rankings in front of us, but I assume we had to have been high on
0: him. Yeah, I mean, Nate Lowe is a good question. You asked about Nate Lowe. I don't know what to do with him. We say that he's valuable. I think he he is valuable, but how valuable is he?
1: Uh, He can't count as an MVP, right? (laughs) Obviously.
0: Why not? He was pick number 94. Surely there
1: were better guys to get around there.
0: Than Nate Lowe? Maybe not. So Lowe ended up being player 27. How many guys... Wow, Lane Thomas really was ended up being ranked number twenty one. Yes. Yeah, I guess Lane I'll Thomas. take that ba- fine. I'll take back my statement on poo-pooing Lane Thomas. Oh, Nico Horner. Yeah, so would you rather have drafted Horner? Right. So if you drafted Horner at one eighty, he returned more value
1: total than Josh Lowe at nine Yeah. That's that's kinda of more my point. Mhm. Yeah, I think I mean this is where this is why I started with the outset of like, what does it mean to be a fantasy MVP? <laughs> of
0: course, no. That's the whole point. That's whole point is it's a debate. It's a it's a funny thing. It's there's no right or wrong answer. Well,
1: <laughs> I I mean there are there are wrong answers. Okay. There are very very wrong answers. There
0: are different. There's no one right answer, and you can make a whole lot of yeah. You, you can't say Billy Hamilton most valuable. Um, but you're right. I mean, saying Ronald, you could just say Ronald Acuna, boom. We're done. The whole conversation is over, and I'd be like, "Yeah, you know what? He makes a good, pretty good, pretty good
1: point." <laughs> <laughs> well, to be to be fair, if you drafted anyone but Ronald Acuna number one, you made a huge mistake. Oh yeah, Trey Turner. You set yourself you set yourself massively back if you didn't draft Ronald Acuna Junior. first. So it's like that's the kind of thing where it's like, can he really count as an MVP because he was the choice you had to make? <laughs> or
0: you you lost right, right. So here here are the top ten: Trey Turner, Aaron Judge. Yeah, Ronald, Jose Ramirez, Julio Rodriguez, Juan
1: Soto, Kyle Tucker, <laughs> Shohei otane Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman. So, I mean, it's the latter guys that are more interesting. That were the ones where like you didn't obviously make a mistake, right? So, I would say Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Kyle Tucker, you're okay. You're gonna make it out. But any of those other guys, and 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 a smartly managed Shohei, sure. Uh, any of those other guys, and you made a serious mistake in the top in the first ten. Well, here are the guys
0: that got their best ranking from the experts: was number one, Ronald, Trey, Aaron, Jose Ramirez, Julio Rodriguez, Juan Soto,
1: Shohei So you pick Juan Soto, number one. Juan Soto, man, it, you know it's really funny that we ended up, that people ended up being so high on him because he wasn't, he didn't even have. By this, by the metric that I put together, not even that strong of a twenty twenty two. I guess it's just Padres bump, right? It's just like belief. Oh, is assume that it's the going, that
0: going well. for the Padres for a whole year, he was going to be able to? Yeah, I mean, that team looks like you should have a million RBIs if you're. Yeah, able but to they've hit. looked, they've looked like that for years at this point, right? Mm. Uh, it looks even more super teamish right now. I think that about brings us to the review session. Alex Kirilov,
1: head to the playoffs. finally Finally. Yeah, well, actually probably, play. Uh, don't know. Oh, <laughs> a, a valid question. So, what did they? I'm gonna skip straight to just trying to answer that question about what they did with him. in The lineup. It looks like a whole lot of very bottom. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, let me just let me answer some. Let me give you some numbers straight off the bat here. Alex Kirilov. He plays. Let's let's call it half the game. So let's think about doubling all of these. <laughs> Three hundred and nineteen plate appearances, thirty-five runs, eleven home runs, forty one RBIs, one stolen base, two seventy average. I think you got him for a whole season, that's I mean you're actually quite happy.
0: Yeah, I would be fine. Yeah.
1: Especially as especially considering that for two months now we've been talking about backup first baseman. (laughs) Yeah, there's
0: a whole lot more to like about him
1: than a lot of the players that
0: we've talked about. Yes.
1: Well, he, he's in the league, which is already better than <laughs> Will Myers. <laughs> Last week, I mean, like. he has the job. But hey,
0: <laughs> as I said, Will Myers is probably going to
1: take plate appearances from him next year. I mean, there's is there there's a good shot that that he does here. I mean, Jared Walsh out. Would you have? You'd rather have uh, Kirilov or Torkelson? Yandy Diaz, Lemahieu, Mancini's not in the league. I mean, I'm just I'm just running back our our chats here. Miguel Vargas, Seth Brown. I'd probably rather
0: have Diaz. Yeah. Next year, as of right now, Diaz yeah, versus Kirilov, head to head, five categories. I'm taking Diaz. What are you taking?
1: Actually, I I think that's an interesting one. I um, I'll take Kirilov in that. I I mean, I gotta gotta do a little Homer stuff here. Kirilov was picked 402. I think to me, it's more of a discussion about, interestingly, when you got him off the waiver wire. Yeah, right? he was Cause 220. You, yeah, because you, you didn't draft him. No. You, you shouldn't have. You shouldn't have drafted him, but but if you realize like wow my first base or outfield is going belly up immediately like pff, i should go get Alex Kirloff. um har- harder in a weekly league just because the twins have been doing you know the shuffle oh
0: they just him. all the time you never know who's playing when where
1: i mean if you just like wow did he get wow did he get moved around i i Kirloff is 25 he's he was first of all he's a first round draft pick right i mean he's he's a heralded prospect he's a guy that the twins, for what it's worth, view as a major part of their future. Kirilov and Larnack are two yeah, guys exactly. that they've
0: been saying for for a while. And to, to, if you're drinking the twins' Kool Aid, you know those names. Yes. And if you're outside of Minnesota, then you might never have heard those two names.
1: <laughs> I, I think it. I think it would be. I mean, it would be a mistake to. It's it's very much a mistake to write Kirilov off going into next year. No, I'm not.
0: I I will say, I'm not. I do. I like Yandy. I wish that Yandy had the Cody Bellinger bump of going to a team that will just play him. Maybe he can go to the Cubs. That would be fun. And But I think Kirilov is still... It's a question of when. When does he become a regular player? As you said, just double these numbers and double, double the counting stats numbers and take the average, and I think he's probably the player that you have. What season is it? What age is it that he does that? Is it twenty nine? Yeah. Is it could,
1: could easily be. Is it twenty
0: yeah. eight? Twenty six is next year. I wouldn't guess that he's going to do that next year.
1: I, I think. I mean, uh, look. We, we talk about the twins because they're my team, but they're also like an infuriating fantasy team. Oh, it's team a lot of players. Fantasy. A lot of
0: players who are ownable for a week, and then yeah. they have the highest number of players who have been ownable for a week right
1: that's that's a metric we need to put together but i i mean it it just feels right well that's one of the <laughs>
0: kind of thoughts that i have over this off season is just trying to put that together of like yeah who are the players that actually contributed go back to the yeah. four the four thoughts who are the players who contributed for a week and just what
1: what does that look like wrapping on kirloff sure i, I think Somebody needs to own him next year, right? Like he's he's. I think he's just a bit too valuable to leave on the waiver wire at the end of the draft. Okay,
0: what pick
1: are you gonna say he's gonna be? I think he's. I think he's an excellent, very late round flyer. So I would say if you pick him, I mean let's say you're, let's say you're going slightly deep. I would say two two twenty might be interesting.
0: Two twenty.
1: So two. Well, I'm talking two twenty. I, I think player number twenty two in a ten team league. Yeah, that's I'm saying. I'm saying that with your last round pick, regardless of what league configuration you're in, you should maybe take a look. at Well, two twenty would be perfect because that uh,
0: Yandy Diaz was picked two twenty eight this year. So. <laughs> I mean this this Yandy
1: Diaz versus Alex Kirloff is like a really good debate. It's
0: it's going to be a fun one. <laughs> it's going to be a fun one. Uh, other players in the two twenty range: Sonny Gray, yeah, uh, Josh Jung. Okay. That's who your that's your upside, right? Yep. You're exactly. hoping that it's Josh Chung, where it's like, a lot yeah. of, hey, you know, is Josh Chung going to be a thing this year? We don't know. And then he was for half a year, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Oh, yeah. that's Maybe that's a comp. Josh Jung. Uh, Who else? Seth Brown. Someone's ah, going to have to get played appearances. That's the idea. Uh, Nathan Evaldi. Tristan Casas. Jose Erquidy. Okay. You're talking me into this. 220 take a flyer on kirilov next year i think i think that's probably the right place for him
1: i i think i think it would be it would be silly not to take a look at him at the end especially if you're like ooh, i have any sort of injury risk at first base or something
0: no i think it's the opposite i think it's like oh i feel pretty good i have someone like i have like matt olsen at first and i need and it's like i feel pretty good on my hitting i don't need a pitcher right now Let's take Flyer on Kirloff. Because Kirloff isn't... It, he's an upside play, right? I think that okay. he's an upside All right. play. All
1: right. If you're yeah.
0: expecting him to do something... Like I, I said, I think that there's a point in his career where he's... Um, where it's a little bit more, but I think... Where it's it's more like he's a steady influence of a, a 20... 100, 20, 100 kind of guy. Yeah. But I think... You know, if you're picking him at at 220, it's because you have a flyer that says, like, he's going to just be a flash. He's going to be a flash in the pants. Okay.
1: I'll buy it. That's fine. Who are we doing next week? Matt Mervis.
0: Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fancy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tool at gmail.com. Again, find the Z. All I've got left is worst of luck to you, buddy.
1: Worst of luck to you, too.